Blog Talk Radio. Icon, Granny Hawkster, and Big Swim. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. It is Monday night again, which means it is time for Attitude Hour Live. Oh, once again, the Icon and Granny Hawkster, uh, I would say alongside me, but we're actually in different states, so they are here on the line with me. Um, and, uh, and yeah, uh, you know, a lot of people like on. I know we've mentioned in the past. Um, we, we we've mentioned in the past the idea of the opening, um, like the opening theme music, having you know clips of the show and and yada yada different things. Um, the I, I was just thinking to myself like, what we have now is, and quote unintended, iconic, quote-unquote, uh, because it, it's like theme music. Think about, like, Chris Benoit's theme music. Um, you know, th- think about Stone Cold's theme music. When that music hits, you know what's about to come. I I, I like the way it is because it's almost like it's our entrance music as if we were wrestlers and coming to the stage. So I mentioned that to somebody it earlier. Is, I and, like uh, it. They, they enjoyed like the it. idea also. Well, what I was going to say is, I mean, we don't need to change anything with the theme music. What I was thinking we could do is, uh, you know, like play the theme music and then have like a couple, uh, you know, uh, you know, writers that we had. Hey, this is you're listening to, you know, uh, you know, say, you know, as of the well, well, no. What I what I was going to do is I was going to introduce us. I was gonna get uh, either either myself to do it if I if I can't get him to do it, but I was gonna get the PA guy uh, for Skidmore, uh, which is the college I do the play-by-play video, and I was gonna have him do almost like introductions, like we're coming to the ring. So you know, like you know, and making his way to the ring, you know, um, 
you know, uh, standing six, I, I don't know your real height or weight, but I'm just going to improvise here. You know, standing six foot one, 210 pounds from Fargo, North Dakota, that is the icons. Yeah. Oh, that whole thing, having to do that as if he's introducing you like, you know, a wrestling announcer would do. Same thing with Granny, same thing with myself. Have him add that underneath, too. So, um, yeah, I'm thinking about possibly but, doing know, that. I mean, I, I love the team he is, but if we could add something into there, you know, like yeah. let it play for a little bit. And then, uh, no, but before we get too deep in here, there's a few things I need to get through here real quick here. Okay. Uh, I just want to let everybody know. Uh, who we have for our guest today. Our first guest is going to be uh, Devon Moore. And uh, then we're going to have Chandler Hopkins. And then, get this, we are going to have the lovely actress Victoria Redstall, star of Escape Room. And uh, she made a cameo appearance in the movie Nothing to Lose. I mean, she's been all over the map. She's going to be on our show. And I'm going to give a little tease next week. Uh, we're going to have a former Miss USA. We're going to have a strip-teasing actress from the movie Roadhouse. And we're also going to throw in a wrestler in there. So this is going to be great next week. And in a couple wow. of weeks, we're going to have the greatest heel referee in the history of wrestling. And I say greatest heel referee. I didn't say greatest puke referee like Jordan Garber. Earl Hebner? No. Oh. (laughs) I I love Earl Hebner. Well, I like to to get him. I've been working on it, but uh, every time uh, I get close, something happens. So it kind of... But we're working on it, you know? So, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, but so uh, I mean, you know, we 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 got a big guest here tonight, a big show here tonight, don't we? Yeah, I mean, you know, there's other, I mean, there's there's other podcasts that try and imitate and think they're the best in the world, but guess what? They're not. They just completely suck, and uh, you know. Most of them, you know, are across the border, you know, you know, up north a little bit, you know. That's just basically the way it is. Not to give any credit to this individual, but this particular individual has been taking credit for my work. Uh, we were supposed to have, uh, if you guys heard of Bobby Fulton, you remember when we had him on the air with us? Yep. I had, yep, uh, I had uh, booked him on the show. Uh, a podcast last night, and just about 15 minutes before showtime, I I, I told I canceled him. And I told him not to come on. So why? There you go. Well, because I got pissed off. Oh jeez. I, I Icon and his uh, Icon and his pissed offness. It happens. Just so you guys know, even though the one controlling the show and I'm the one controlling the the uh you know switchboard and and the introduction to the show and all that if you piss icon off this is just a, a you know warning to everybody here if you piss icon off there's a very very high chance that you're not going to be on the program 
Exactly. Well, true. And uh, you know, the icon is is a is a nice, gentle guy. We all know this. Yeah, I mean, it's just it it, it just. You know, it's just that there's certain people that rub me the wrong way, and I hate when people take credit for the work I do. You know, like our show here, yeah. it's a group effort. We all chip in, we all get things done, we all do our part, and there's some people that are just kind of, you know, lamos. You know. Oh boy, he went there, ladies and gentlemen. He went there. Uh, Or should I say Lamos A? Should I say that? (laughs) A. Um, Are you guys going to watch... Are you guys going to watch Class of Champions Sunday? Maybe. Maybe. The card isn't isn't really super intriguing to me. That's usually my one time Well, I will... I will be busy working Sunday at the Moose Lodge because I have to work the door for the dance, so I won't get to see it. I'll have to go back and watch it later, but Granny has other huh. things, previous uh, uh, responsibilities to do Sunday. <laughs> well, what dance? Are you a mixer? Say what? What kind of dance? You have like a mixer for the lodge? No, well we have we have live bands that play on Saturdays and Sundays at our Moose Lodge, and uh. Saturday we're doing a we're doing a luau party Saturday night, and then Sunday night uh, it's my weekend to work the door. I, if you're an officer for the Moose Lodge, like myself and my husband are, we um, take turns like every two or three months um, working the door for the dance. We take, you know, we, we take the people's money and give them a ticket to, you know, went, try to win a free pass for the dance. So that's part of my duties as a duty officer for the Moose Lodge. Uh, that's part of my things that I have to do. So and, periodically, and if someone's so. lucky, they might be able to cut a rug with Randy. Yeah. Well, I've had a few people come up and ask me to dance before, so yeah, yeah, that's that's true, Icon. That's very true. So, I mean, I I, I can I can see him, I can see him playing. It's the little old lady from Pasadena, and then <laughs> Granny's out there cutting a rug with her cane. Well, I, I could see Granny. Could totally granny doesn't. Hey, hey, just so you know, guys. I mean, I don't do a lot of fast dances because Granny's. Granny's knees just don't allow me to do that kind of thing anymore. You know, slow dancing with my husband—that's okay. But uh, some fast dances I can do a little bit, but I don't. Um, I used to do really good at Wipeout. I can't do that uh, anymore. I, I I get too worn. I get I get you, out of breath. You ever seen the video? Halfway, ha- you ever seen the video of Icon? the song. Halfway through the song, ever- I get I get short of breath. So. You ever seen the icon doing the Charleston video? No, no. No, no. He also does the Foxtrot, too. Ah. And uh, yeah, yeah. He he's he's quite the he's quite the uh, quite the dancer quite the for dancer, sure. Huh? Yeah, yes, he is. But uh, anyway, so icon um and Granny as well. Have you guys been keeping up with Raw tonight? 
Oh yeah, I have it on right now. I've been I've been watching it, so I've been I've been sitting here watching it, so Ah, you know, Icon was granted I I don't know if you saw it, but um um Icon was the first person in line for the admission to the bison game this weekend. That's no surprise. (laughs) The first person in the line. That is crazy. How how early did you have to get up? I got to be the first person in line for that. Well, you got to remember, we also tailgate, so that starts at 930. So, you know, and the door, the game starts at uh, 230 and doors open at 130. So you can imagine, you know. Hmm. Hmm. All right. And and they beat North Dakota, right? They beat their in-state rivalry? Well, it's not a rivalry anymore. Oh, why? Are you guys, like, so far ahead in the win-loss against them that it doesn't even really be considered a rivalry? Oh, no. We we haven't played them regularly since 1990, so it's not a rivalry anymore. It's gonna, oh, it's I gonna, see. It's probably going to start because we have to start playing them every every year starting next year. But it's, I mean, it's just not, you know. The same. Well, what about what about South Dakota State? That's more of a rivalry than that. Yeah. Huh. Okay. Okay. Cool. Cool. So our our guest should be calling in here shortly. Uh, it uh it'll be a two oh uh two one five number as a matter of fact. You know, another thing is compared uh our show compared to the uh pretender shows out there, we don't have someone calling in flushing the toilet on our show. The only time we have someone calling flushing Well we did last week. Toilet. Well yeah, that's because the toilet miser himself was on our show, so there you go. Yeah. Now here's here's the crazy thing, okay? And and this might be a conspiracy theory. It might not be. You notice that the the toilet flush guy is, is is exclusively on a particular show, which will not name it, but a particular show, okay? The host of said show was on our show last week for a little bit, and what do you know? Toilet guy called in. What do you think? If perhaps they're the same person. Good, very very well strong be. possibility. You know, because... I kind of th- thought that all along, really, but... Yeah, I really kind of did, too, because, I mean, some people, like I said, Icon, I know it pisses you off, but it is it is decent radio. It is decent. It is a decent gimmick, um, as long as you don't overdo it. Um, but, I mean, he seemed awfully excited when it happened last week, so I, I was just starting to think possibly it could be... Uh, that person. So, yeah. But I could be wrong. I've, I've, I've been wrong before. So. I have to, but, you know, it's a possibility. Anything's possible. So, so Natalia, anyway, Natalia's on right now. Yeah. Yeah, I'll wait for him. I'll look for the number as soon as it comes through. Um, Natalie is on right now, and I just can't help feeling bad. I mean, we play the Hart Family commercial in the beginning of the show every single week, and I just can't help but think that, you know, they've turned Natalia, you know, 
into a punchline, really. You know, they, they, they've turned her into sort of a, a doormat of the women's division, into a, an anchor of the women's division. And I just, I don't, I don't really like it, honestly. I, I think that she could be so much better. And, and, and I think I that think, her last name, her last name should account for something, but unfortunately it, it really doesn't. I think Natalia deserves a lot more respect than what she gets in the women's division. Well, you know, they've been did that the way for years now. Too, so. They did the same thing to her father, too, so it doesn't surprise me. Oh, that, that's true. That's very true. I, I, I don't know, man. I mean, I, I just, I, I, I've been watching and I'm thinking, you know, she's so talented and and uh, I, I don't know. I, I, I mean, Lacey Evans, Lacey Evans is, don't get me wrong, I like her too. But the fact that Lacey Evans is just kicking the you know what out of out of her right now, it really shouldn't shouldn't happen. And I don't know. I just I feel bad for the Hart family. I mean, you know, everything that they've been through and to have the one remaining wrestling member, you know, be a doormat is just no fun. But anyway, um enough about my little my little rant here. Um all three of our football teams are one and oh. So that's always fun. I am doing double duty here. I uh, The Monday night game is almost over. Um, so once that goes, I got to I gotta go on the radio and, uh, you know, I, I got to flip over the station and do the post game uh, for it. And then after that, uh, I should be, I should be good to come back on. Yankees will be ending here soon too. And wow, yo, the Houston just took the lead. Wow, you of New Orleans. Damn. Anyway, um, yeah, so I'm just waiting on the guest icon. And, oh, and he missed the extra point. Game is tied. Oh, my goodness. You got to love football season. Anyway, yeah, so icon, which am I looking what, what, what am I looking for? Uh, what am I looking for, uh, for uh, phone number wise again for area code? 215. Okay. So yeah, we'll just wait for a guest. I mean, they all every all our guests confirmed. So so guys, tell a story. Say you know, tell us a bit how your weekend went. Tell us a little bit about what we got coming up on the horizon. Um, well, Granny's got some. Go ahead, Icon. No, you go ahead first. No, I was just saying I got some big wrestling shows coming up in the next. Uh, see, I've got one um, the twenty eighth of this month in Fayetteville, Arkansas, that we talked about last week when we had David Smith on our show. And of course, WFC is that same day. Unfortunately, Granny cannot be in two places at once, you know. So I'm I'm going to not be at WFC, but I will be at WCWA on the twenty eighth. For Mike's Blues and Barbecue, they're doing a big wrestling show at Bomb Stadium in Fayetteville, Arkansas, which is going to be fun. 
And then October, I've got a couple of big shows that I'm going to be involved in. One in Hot Springs for CWA, and then the WFC 8th year anniversary show in Cleveland, Oklahoma, over by Tulsa. So. What is that? And it comes after that incredible welcome back. I don't know. It sounds like it sounds like feedback of a football game or something. I don't know. I don't know where Big Swing I don't know where Big Swing disappeared to, but I'm I'm here. What's up? Turn that off, whatever it is. What is it? I don't even know what well, what do you guys hear? I don't even know. Well, there was that, there was some better? feedback in the background. There was some feedback in the background of the football game, I believe, Big Swing. So. Oh, it might have been the radio broadcast feed coming through because like, I'm walking around with the with the yeah. So. Sorry. Um. So anywho. I guess Howard Trinkle was backstage on Monday Night Raw tonight. That 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 sounds cool. Uh, I wish they would have had him uh, do some uh, ring announcing. I mean, has there ever been? Well, besides me, uh, ever been any other good ring announcer besides Howard Trinkle? Um, well, if you like, I mean, if if you like, um, what was her name there? The the Spanish chick. Mike Mike McGurk, we've had her on, yeah. Yeah. Lillian Garcia, she was pretty good. That's who I was yeah, thinking. That's, that's who you were thinking of, Lillian Garcia? Yes. I, I don't know what's going on with our guests, but uh, I will uh, see if uh, our other guest is ready, and uh, we'll uh, we'll switch them around. Yeah, that's fine. See if they see if they can get the second one on early. Okay. Kind of like a wrestling show, fans. Card is subject to change. <laughs> that's yes. why they always have card is subject to change because you never know what will happen. Well, although here we don't like it when that happens. I know, I know we don't, but sometimes, um, you know, certain circumstances cause that to happen, and we have to go with the flow, but, you know, that's, it's just part of life, unfortunately. Sometimes change is good, and sometimes it's not, but for the most part, change can be good sometimes, so. Well, it, it's it's kind of it's interesting when... You know the guests confirm, and then they don't. You know, call and in. I give, like I say, I give, I give them countdowns to the day, call in this, call in that. You know, it's it's. I mean, it it shouldn't be that difficult, really. It really shouldn't, but you know, it's also one of those things where people have to think of like, you know, priorities. You know, they have to think of uh, what their like like do they value being on the show i mean they're not it's not a paid appearance it's it's not you know terrestrial radio or satellite radio actually technically it is terrestrial radio we are on the airwaves on and we're on our substation tonight obviously cuz monday night football is playing on our main station but 
um, you know, they, they are on these things. They, they, they do get a chance to, you know, tell their story and get people to know them. We do market them, but you know, some people just don't have the same motivation or, or any of that, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, it, 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 you, you can't hate on them. I mean, you know, sure. You can be mad at the moment, but. Wow. What a finish. I don't know if you guys just caught the end of that game, but oh my. Anyways, um, but yeah. So, and the funny thing about it, Icon, is now clicking over to um, clicking over to um, um, Raw here. I mean, do you guys like what they're doing with our truth? Well, I still think that 24-7 belt's kind of corny, but, I mean, you know, he has it one week, and next week he doesn't have it. And it's kind of like now the basketball player is just pinning him in the ring. So now he's the champion. So, oh, my. Showing his Boston Celtics uh, jersey. Oh, now our truth is going for the fan. And he gets the belt back. <laughs> I, I mean, it's definitely given... Um, it's definitely given you know, our truth a bit of a boost. Icon, we do, have a, we do have a caller on here. 405 area code? Yep, that's our second guest. All right, we'll start with them. We'll we'll reposition stuff. I gotta put Monday Night Football on to commercial and all that, and uh, Yankee game over. Switch that over as well. So I'm gonna let you do your thing. I'll be here, but uh, if I don't answer right away, just just move on because I, I I'm doing like ten different things. But here we go. I'm gonna put them through, and you are, ladies and gentlemen. Stepping out of the green room and walking down the aisle. Originally our second combatant of the night, but we're going to take him in first. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you the greatest cowboy in the history of independent wrestling. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you the one and only, he's going to hop to it, Chandler Hopkins. Hey, this is the Young Gun Chandler Hopkins, and you're listening to the Attitude Era Live with the hosts, the Icon, the Big Swing, and Granny Hoaxer. How you guys doing? Good. That's Hi, awesome. Chandler. Uh, Chandler Hopkins, our guest here. We got uh, 30 minutes with Chandler. We might extend it a little bit. We'll see. Uh, so, Chandler, first off, uh, you guys admit that's probably one of the best in-ring introductions you've ever had, isn't it? Yeah, can you come do that to every one of the shows I go to, please? <laughs> well, well, I'll I'm tell you what. Serious. Well, I, I would love to. You and I could be like Albert, uh, Alberto Del Rio and that guy that he used to have. Yeah, yeah. What was that? Uh, uh, Rodriguez? Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, I can't remember. His, I can't think of his first name right now. The the one that comes to my mind right now though is like um, uh, Mitch McCoy and uh, uh, Malico. Magnificent Malico. 
Yeah, that that guy, um, he introduces him so well every time. So if he can have a personal ring announcer, why can't I, right? That's right. right. Uh, Cameron, do you have a computer on at all? Because I hear some feedback. Um, no, we're in my car. I'm actually uh, on the road at the moment with you guys. So you're on my Bluetooth oh, okay. over my head, over my car. Okay, well, that's fine. We'll, getting... we'll uh, just just be safe. If you uh, if you see any of your opponents, uh, you know, walking across the street, just run over them. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm a fair fight kind of guy. I, I won't hit them too many times in the automobile. <laughs> well, anyway, we'll uh, we'll go ahead and uh, we'll uh, we'll go ahead and proceed with the interview. I'll ask you a few questions. And we'll kind of do uh, we'll go around the room and then uh, we'll circle back to me and I'll ask you the difficult questions. But with your Sounds with good. that being said, how long have you been in the business now? Um, I have been wrestling uh, for three years. This month on the twenty first, so September twenty first was my initial um, start in wrestling. And um, it was actually against Granny Hulkster's little magnificent Malico she was sitting there talking about earlier. Um, that was who I debuted against three years ago um, on the 21st. So. Now, have you ever been at a show that Granny Hulkster was at? I have, I have not, I don't believe. No, but I we but we are friends on Facebook, Sandler, and we are. and I yes, know you are. know you know many of my Oklahoma wrestling friends that I that Granny is associated with. I would love to see you wrestle sometime. You actually need to have Granny escort you to the ring sometime. You need to, you know what? You need to contact Tim Rockwell and come to WFC. Or better yet. Yeah, yeah, out of Tulsa, Oklahoma, Tim Rockwell that does wrestling for a cause, where yes, they do the show for yes. kids. The kids got cancer. Yeah, you need to come to WFC and you need to come to Fayetteville, Arkansas. Get a hold of Dusty Gold and come to Fayetteville, Arkansas for WCWA. That is just like right, almost in Granny's backyard. Yeah, Granny, it might be happening sooner than later. I've been in the talks for both of those. It's just a matter of making date met, match up. Um, their dates just happen to be on dates that I've already got booked, and um, I understand. it's just one of those things where scheduling compl- com- or is a very big conflict in this business sometimes. That's right. That's right. Well, you know, you're also going to let everybody know, Trevor, that you did clear your schedule to be on the show tonight because you heard that you're going to be on with the Icon, so that's why you cleared your schedule tonight. Yeah, and, like, Monday Night Football is probably going to be boring, so I just, I'm just joking. Yes, I wanted to hang out with you guys. Of course, the last time we did the show, I had a blast. Um, so, of course, whenever we, we, asked, we were asked for the second time, I definitely wanted to do it with you guys. So, tell us, where did the nickname Young Gun come from? Are you, are you a hunter? Did you used to be a bull rider? Uh, where does the Young Gun nickname come from? Well, I'm... I'm an original country boy. Like, I was born and raised, growing up on farms. Um, I've rode bulls. I've done the horses. I've done the roping. So, Western movies were always a big thing whenever I was younger. And um, the movie The Young Guns is actually uh, where I got the name of, like, calling myself the Young Gun Chandler Hopkins because the cowboy was uh, meant to be more of a modern-day Billy the Kid. So... Which is really That's cool. Kind of like you, 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 you know, you've done the bull riding and you've done the, 
the horse bucket. Uh, so when you think about it, you're a pretty tough SOB. So really being in the ring is is uh, is what comes as a natural. But I would see it would be less painful than getting bucked off uh, of a bull. Um, you know, there's times where I've, I've done things in a ring. I thought, man, I, I would have rather taken, um, you know, giving, getting hung up on a bull or getting um, smeared by a linebacker wise coming across the middle of a football field. Um, but then there's also been times where I sat there and thought while wow, the wrestling ring, like, oh, man, I've been hit way worse on a football field and in bull riding. So, like, there's things I've done outside of wrestling that were way worse than what I've done inside of wrestling. But then again, at the same time, there's a lot of things in in wrestling that I do that hurt a lot more than first day one of those two, of course. But it just depends on what it is. Sometimes you just got to be smart about what you do. And, uh, yes, we have, you know, we have had you uh, on with us before. We have uh, Chandler Hopkins, our guest. We've got about 24 minutes here left with Chandler. Um, and uh, so we're going to kind of ask, we may ask you a few duplicate questions from the last time you're on. But, uh, We'll try and uh, switch it up a little bit. Let's do and it. So I'm kind of curious, you know, being a being a bull rider and doing the whole rodeo thing, it, you know, that that's cool to me. I don't ever have the guts to do it. But what caused you to transition from that into the wrestling arena, so to speak? Well, I mean, it was really one of those things of, like, I didn't really get into the bull riding until after I was out of high school and my brother was doing Bronx. And uh, he wanted someone to go to the rodeos with, so I got into um, rodeoing with him afterwards. So it really wasn't anything that transitioned from rodeo to wrestling. Um, it was just one of those things where I was just a natural athlete. I was I was gifted that for some reason whenever I was born. Um, I played football. I was more so transitioning from football to, to wrestling because I've played football more in my life than I've done anything else. Um, I played all in the college football. I played semi-professional football, which I think we talked about last time I was on here too. So um, just being having to be in those different uh, environments, those different atmospheres, um, especially different type of locker rooms um, like that, uh, it, it really it really helps with transitioning into wrestling. It made it a lot easier. I was already used to, you know, just, just that locker room kind of um, a sports environment type uh, area. So... Hey, kind of refresh my memory. Where you uh, played football in college, and uh, where you played college, college was football. at college was at Swasu. I played for a year, and then um, I played for uh, the Amarillo Titans on the semi, for their outdoor semi-pro, and then I played for the Lubbock HD Bisons for their. Um, it was a Lubbock team for their outdoor semi-pro. So um, yeah. played for yeah. both those teams. And I, I remember the bison because, uh, you know, we have the North Dakota State bison here, and uh, they're on the verge of another national championship. So I, I just wanted you to say bison. Oh, I got you. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll tell you what. I, I played as an HC bison from Lubbock in the Dallas Cowboys Stadium. So there, now you have bison and Dallas Cowboys Stadium in the same center. Well, big swing. You know, he's a big cowboy guy. I, I'm, I'm a Minnesota Viking guy myself, but – uh, with, and I'm a Kansas City Chiefs fan. <laughs> I regret to say it, but I'm a Steelers fan. But you know, whatever. <laughs> we 
so guest with off. That, that being said, uh, that was a granny. Granny, what do you got for our guest here? Uh, Chandler Hopkins, well, we got about it, 21 minutes left it, it's, a true, it's a true pleasure to have you on again, Chandler. Uh, one of my questions to you is, who was your biggest inspiration to get you started into the wrestling business? Um, me and my one of my best friends, uh, y'all y'all know him as Jackson Stone. Him and I always have an argument of who is the best entertainer that we think uh, in wrestling that we've ever seen. And um, to me, it was always The Rock. Um, mm-hmm. The Rock was always just so. Yes, his thing was he was electrifying, but he was literally. He could walk into a room and all eyes would shift. Like he knew when to do certain things in a wrestling ring. He he knew how to be a good guy. He knew how to be a bad guy. He had all the aspects of wrestling. So um, I think from an early age, watching him um, and just learning the visuals that like the things of the things that he would do really made me um, want to chase wrestling even more. And my other, one of my other questions to you, what has been your most memorable or even most challenging match you've ever been a part of? Um, I think a lot of people would have pretty easy. Uh, a few ma- months back, I had an awful match with AR. Um, and that going into that match, I was like, okay, this is a huge challenge for me. Um, really see, show everyone what I can do. And then afterwards, everyone telling us that we stole the show and we look like mere images of each other. And even Fox himself, like telling the whole crowd, like, yeah, this, this kid's for real. Like that right there in a whole, all that together was my favorite match. That's awesome. Well, I ho- I really hope that Granny gets to see you wrestle sometime very, very soon because, like I said, you just need to have Granny in your corner. I mean, I would love being in your corner or even, like, walking to the ring or something, you know, being the fan that I am, you know. And, and I know you've heard, I'm sure you've heard various stories about Granny from many friends that we have in the business that we that we all know and so but I would love to I would love to to you know escort you to the ring and and be in your corner I'd be your honorary manager for the night or something you know so Granny I hate to cut you off but Granny I got a lot of good stories about you (laughs) I'm sure you do I'm sure you do. Are you doing granny? Oh my. Yeah, I um just ran into an encounter of one of our friends since you were talking about Oh my didn't run over me like they said. Hello, Malico. Hey darling. You ready for September twenty eighth in Fayetteville? Oh yeah, you know I'm ready. Well, hold on. Okay, yeah, hey, Icon, we, Icon, we need hold, to get this guy on our show yeah. sometime in the right. near, near future. Right. Hold on, hold on. I we figured have... I'd give you guys a surprise. All right. Well, Chandler Hi. Hopkins is our guest. <laughs> Chandler Hopkins is our guest. we got about six minutes left. Right, here's the deal. I would like to get Malico on, but if he would ever respond to my text messages, I could get him on. Ooh. Oh, my. I don't even have a phone on me. 
He doesn't get very good reception in the mad world. That's true. No, he doesn't. Um, he doesn't. No, that's no. true. Well, what's the best way for him to reach you then, Malico? Yeah, send me a message on Facebook. That's the best way to reach me. All right. Well, I'll tell you what. Here's what here's what I'll do. Chandler knows uh, my handle on Facebook. Uh, uh, have him give that to you. You message me, and I'll get you set up on the show, all right? Sounds like a plan, my man. All right, uh, Chandler, I'm going to let you have the cowboy, yeah. Yeah, can you get out of here? Uh, <laughs> always ruining my stuff. Well, this, this, show is, this show is derailing real quick. Uh, we got about five minutes here left with Chandler. Uh, so uh, we can get this in, Chandler. If our uh, fans wanted to check you out and uh, see you, uh, you got a Facebook, an Instagram, a Twitter, a YouTube, a GoFundMe, a Twitch. What do you got? I got everything under the sun, man. You can go to my Instagram and my Twitter are both the Young Gun underscore CH. Facebook is just the Young Gun Chandler Hopkins. Um, it's my uh, follow page. Uh, don't add my regular page; it'll come up too. But I can't accept you. It's over five thousand, so I can't do anything about that. So go follow the other one. I interact with it more, anyways. Um, I do have a YouTube channel. It's just under Chandler Hopkins as well. I do weekly vlogs. Um, the man Malik over here is in some of them sometimes too, so you can check those out on YouTube. Other than that, pretty easy and simple to get a hold of. All right. Well, I'll tell you what. Uh, you know, I, I do apologize for the you know the whole impromptu thing. Uh, it just you know it just kind of happened, you know. And yeah, I, it is what it is. You know, and you know we have had you on before. And here's the thing, though. Uh, if you're not if you're not ticked off at me, I want to get you scheduled again. Why why would I be ticked off at you? Uh, well, because I got a uh, our our second guest. Uh, be, you know, and this is my fault, I guess. Uh, time zones are an issue with me, and uh, apparently, uh, our first guest thought it was nine forty five instead of nine fifteen. And you were scheduled at 9.45, and he thought you were scheduled at 9.15, so everything got all mixed up. Uh, I gotcha, I gotcha. Hey, it's all right. It's no biggie. I, I usually keep my phone close to me anyway, so I wasn't doing anything but sitting here um, uh, driving down the road, ski, and uh, figured I'd go ahead and give you the call. And ain't no biggie. We can switch time zones, and you can stay uh, in good uh, standings with the boss. Well, you know, the sad thing, though, is you, the sad thing is, though, you got to be in the car with Malico. That, that's got to be that's got to be kind of freaky in itself. Yeah, y'all y'all watch uh, the last couple of vlogs I put up. Go to my YouTube, subscribe so you can see. It. You'll enjoy it. The last couple ones, we've been telling a little bit of a story about a trip we're all making this week to Atlanta. So, uh, oh wow, a lot of him. So, um, y'all go, y'all go give those last couple ones a. a, a, a Watch and share them a little bit. You'll be interested in what's going on. All right. And uh, if I'm not mistaken, I think you did uh, send us some autographs already, so I'm not going to ask that. But uh, maybe Malico can uh, get us some sense if I get him booked on the show. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. I thought you left, dude. <laughs> the trunk is getting really hot. Yeah, no, it's got well, a hole in the, my the, seat now. The, the thing about Malico is, Chandler, you never know when he's going to pop up. 
Oh, trust me, my YouTube videos I was just telling you about speak that exact same language through video. Yep, you never so, know when he's going to appear. So Malico should uh, change his name from Malico to Jack in the Box because he likes to pop up. <laughs> I think that's trademark. Yeah, that's trademark. Yeah, I think it is. Can't do that. But Malico, I gotta say one thing about Malico Icon. He is a unique individual. I mean, there. I, I, that's how I can describe Malico. He's very unique. So, what's unique? Mean? Well, I'll tell you what. Uh, Chandler, if you could ask, uh, <laughs> if you could show him uh, my Facebook Messenger, have him send me a message. I will get him booked. No problem, buddy. I'll get him on. And we can and we can get Mitch we can mit, get Mitch booked with him too at the same time. Oh Jesus. Y'all, y'all don't want that. Y'all don't want that at all. You don't want oh, we don't want Mitch and Malico on the same show at the same time. Oh God. You're you're welcoming the entire mad world into your office at that moment. I'm just letting you know. Oh, I, I, I'm I'm sure. I'm sure it would be one very interesting interview. I have no doubt in my mind about that. Well, I'm down for it. We'll be in touch. Well, we got about uh, sixty seconds here. Uh Chandler, I I appreciate you joining us and uh, I do apologize for the truncated version, but uh uh we will definitely get you on again. And uh, you will definitely break a record, and uh, you definitely have the uh, Hall of Fame potential uh, now uh, to join it because you'll have uh, been on uh, uh, a third time. That'll tie the all-time record for uh, most appearances on this show. Well, awesome. I feel privileged now. Thank you very much, Bubba. Awesome. Thank you, Chandler. You're awesome. Thanks, Chandler. Thank you, guys. I appreciate y'all. Awesome. Chandler Hopkins, ladies and gentlemen. So, Icon, we do have our original scheduled first guest on with us, so I'm going to put them through as well. Uh, I had to switch over to the other Monday game now, Raiders Bronco, so I'm doing that. I'm going to put them through so you can do your thing. Ladies and gentlemen, stepping out of the green room and walking down the aisle. We're going to get a female perspective for the independent wrestling scene. Now, don't let the last thing fool you because she's not one of those. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you Kaylee the Dink. Hi, happy to be here. How are you? Hello. I'm good. How are you guys? Good. What I'm going to do real quick is I'm going to send you the script. I'm, we're going to go ahead and uh, do the liner, and then I will. Uh, then we'll go ahead and proceed with the interview. I'm going to text. Okay. To, uh, I'm going to messenger to you, and uh, we will uh, have you do our little liner for us. All right. Sounds good. All right. One second here. I just sent it to you, so you should have it. All right. Yep, I've got it now. All right, I'll count you down for five, and we'll have you do that, then we'll go ahead and get into the interview. Are you ready? Yes, I am. All right, here we go. Five, four, three, two, one. Go ahead. 
All right, hey, this is Kaylee D. You're listening to Attitude Arrow Live with the host, the icon, the big swing, and Granny Holster. Awesome. Amazing. So so we have uh, Kaylee here as our guest here, and we uh, do uh, appreciate you uh, accepting our interview. We got uh, our invitation. We got 27 minutes here with you. So we're going to go through this, and we're going to have some fun. First off, tell us, how long have you been in the business? So the question, how long have I been in the business? So roughly 18 years of my entire existence. Um, my father has been a professional wrestler for 30 years. So I was going to the shows at two weeks. So then Amazing. I've been active yeah. wrestling for uh, who, who uh, over a year. Who's your dad? Uh, his name is Frankie D. Now, is he still wrestling? Yes, he is. Very much so. And uh, was, was he your trainer? Yes, he was my trainer. Um, a wrestler by the name of Wicked was known as my trainer also, and Izzy Blackwell. So, you know, it, so wrestling is kind of a, a, a big family affair for you, which is really, really cool. I, you know, I, I love the generation wrestling families. My yes. question to you is, when you told your dad that you wanted to be a wrestler, was he like, oh, great, that's awesome, or no, I want you to be a doctor or a lawyer, or was it like, well, maybe we should check with your mom first? Well, how did that go down? Well, when I first told him, well, he, I'm pretty sure he's always known that I've had an inkling of wanting to be like him since I was a very little girl, and my mom always knew I've taken my first bump at the age of two. I was practically raised in a ring. So when I first came to him, I was 15. And I told him, hey, Dad, I, I want to be a professional wrestler. I want to do what you do. I've seen you do this my entire life, and I, I think I can do this. And he looked at me almost with tears in his eyes, and he told me that I've had it in me since I was a kid. And, yes, my mother's consent was very much thrown in there. And she always told me, she said, I believe in you. I support you 100%. Both of my parents are very supportive in what I do. They know it's, they know it's, it's blood. It's a passion. And don't take this next question the wrong way, but what about dating wrestlers? Dating a wrestler, well, Personally, I am just, what are my, my, my parents' opinions or what's my opinion or both? Both. Like if, you know, oh. like, I mean, you're, well, I'll kind of, I'll kind of like kind of come around to it. Like, you know, your dad's a, your dad's a wrestler, you know, it's like, yeah. I can't imagine what it'd be like to be at wrestling locker room going up to your dad saying, Hey, can I date your daughter? Or <laughs> it was just like, uh, they asked you, and then they said, well, let, we'll tell your dad later, you know, like after we're married or something. Oh. Uh, so that's never really been my focus in a locker room. I tend to keep my, my personal life and my wrestling life very, very separate. Um, no distractions. No distractions. Um, if the happens, if it ever happens to come up, I'm sure my dad will very much well have his opinion. 
And I'm very much sure that they will probably have to, you know, ask my dad. My dad's opinion means a lot to me, being as he is my father and he was the man who trained me. So, obviously, his opinion is going to mean the most to me. That's awesome. I like that. So, really, you don't date coworkers, so you're telling me there is a chance because we're not coworkers. <laughs> I mean, you never know. <laughs> I just have to throw that out there. So we'll, we'll, we'll move on here. Um, we got 23 minutes here left with uh, Kaylee, and uh, she's really awesome. Now, I'm kind of curious. When you wrestle, would you consider yourself a baby face, a heel, an in-betweeny, or are you what the crowd decides that you are kind of individual? You know, I will be whoever the boss man or woman needs me to be, but... I am a heel. I'm rotten dad to the core, and that's just how I am. Well, with that being said, <laughs> uh, we have a heel on our hands here. Uh, Granny, what oh, wow. you Well, hello. I, I am Granny Hulkster. I'm not a wrestler, just, you know, just so you know, but I am a big, huge fan. And Granny does not like the heels, but I would have a lot of fun talking some smack to you because I love – I I, I – I, I love doing what I do. I, I, I have a lot of fun giving the heels lots of grief, and I, I always, oh, and I would have fun. I would have fun playing with you. So. <laughs> we love giving it back. Trust me, I love making mischief. Well, one of my questions to you is, um, other than you know, obviously your dad. You know, your dad's a wrestler. You know, but. Um, who was your biggest inspiration, other than your dad, you know, that wanted you to become a wrestler? So, it's going to be hard because he was really my, one of my only inspirations. But um, other, my grandfather was a manager for, for my father. I guess, honestly, my inspiration would be... I mean, the fans, I, I grew up in this business, so seeing that I can make someone nice, or if, heck, I can even make them cry, I'm good with either or. My biggest inspiration actually is my father, so it's going to be very hard to answer your question. Well, that was, yeah, and that's, and, and that's certainly understandable. You know, I didn't know if you had another inspiration other than your dad, you know, but hey, that's an amazing answer. My other question to you, obviously you've been in this business all of your life and everything, and, and I know you enjoy doing what you do, and that's yeah, that's just perfectly obvious right there. What has been your most memorable match you've had in your career? My most memorable match in my career has probably been – Match with a wrestler known as Maddie Lee Exodus at Strictly Insane Professional Wrestling located in Crossville, Illinois. It was last month, and it's probably it was the most memorable. And you gotta have fun in wrestling, but you also have to know when to reel it in and when to be serious about it. Mm-hmm. And that's probably been my most so far. My most, you know. One of the most memorable matches that I had, just the crowd and seeing how they react towards you. And if I could get them to call me anything they want to and I'll react right back to them, it's, it's going to get me riled. It's going to get me going. 
Well, I tell you, Granny has some very good friends in Oklahoma and Arkansas. Maybe you need to come to Oklahoma and Arkansas and do some wrestling. Have you thought about, I mean, obviously you probably wrestle other states, you know, yes. I would think. But we, it sounds like well, you need to come to Arkansas and Oklahoma, and then, I, and then we could, you could meet Granny in person, and we could talk some snack together. <laughs> I would like that. Yes, get me in touch. I will be right there, and we can make some mischief together and eat some rotten apples. Yeah, because I have I have a friend over in the Tulsa area that does uh, wrestling shows for kids that have got cancer called Wrestling for a Cause. And then um, there is an organization in Fayetteville, Arkansas, that just started in February this year called WCWA. And they wrestle, which is in Fayetteville, Arkansas, which is not very far from where I live. And uh, I granny comes to those shows quite a bit. So, you know, they both have Facebook pages, and I can get you hooked up with the right people. So, I would, I would definitely love that. We have something very close to that located here in Illinois called Wrestling for a Cure, and it's located in Springfield, Illinois, connected with St. Jude's Children's Research Hospital. Mm-hmm. Some of our WFC kids have been to St. Jude's off and on throughout their yeah. time dealing with their cancer. So yes, that's amazing to come out. Well, that's what I got, Icon. So, all right, uh, Kaylee D is our guest here. We got 18 minutes here with left with Kaylee. So, have you <coughs> ever got to uh, tag with your dad in a match? Unfortunately, no, I have not, not yet. Our shows have been running on very opposite schedules. If I'm booked somewhere, she's not booked in the same place. Obviously, she's a veteran of 30 years, and I am very much a very much rookie. So, unfortunately, no, we have yet, but let me tell you, if we do, that would be one family you won't want to deal with. So, oh, so you guys are with different promotions now? Yes, we are. He has his own own career, and so do I, and we support each other very much. Now, is that is that by design, or did did they uh, did the promoters like say, well, maybe you guys shouldn't wrestle for the same? What? what uh, it's it's pretty much just. That? Yeah, absolutely. It pretty much just kind of happened. He uh, currently is wrestling at. Um, MMWA South Broadway here in St. Louis, and y'all can work for um, SICW, located in East Condolet, Illinois, and I'm currently working at Strictly Insane Professional Wrestling and a few other companies, World uh, Powerhouse Wrestling over on the Illinois side. So uh, I would love to work a match with him if he does come up. There are certain and well, states that you do need a license for, and I'm 18, so I am just now able to venture out in the world and get my get my career uh, a jump here. So, well, let me ask you this: Do you think that you might be able to hook us up with your dad? Would he be want to be a guest? Yeah, he would. I would definitely. He's, now, he's what I'll do here, uh, did you happen to see that collector's card I made for you? I sent it to you. Did you see that? I don't think I did. If you look on Messenger, I sent it to you. Check it out. See what you think. All right. Let me check it out. 
All right, nothing yet. Okay, because I sent it just before the liner. Oh, whoa, okay. Tell me, is that not the coolest thing you've ever seen? I I don't know if you can see it, but anyway, we'll we'll move on. Yeah, I that is that's cool. Thank you for that. That's awesome, and I'll make your dad one too. So, all right, he loves he likes that a lot. So you know you you've been going to the shows you know since you were you know since you were a kid you know you've been watching dad wrestle and you decide to get into it and you want to get into it. Let me ask you, we all know that every wrestler has a great finishing maneuver. I want you to tell us what yours is, what it's called, what's involved, and we'll see if uh, one of us wants to let you practice it on us. Oh, I volunteer not it. <laughs> He's already volunteering not to be a part of this. You don't want to be a part of a sleeper hold? Well, maybe. I think we should see the best Vs of your life. Oh, wow. There you go, big swing. Uh, That's enticing. That's enticing for sure. (laughs) Hey, just, you know, just think about this. You could be sleeping next to a wrestler. (laughs) Yeah, sleeping. I will be in the other room, but you will be sleeping. Kaylee B is our guest here. We got 14 minutes left. Hey, Big Swing, what do you got for our guests? I'm sure you got some questions. Uh, well, I mean, you guys um, covered a lot of it, and you know, she was telling us a little bit about her dad and her family history and things like that, um, which was part of my question as to how she got into the business. But I mean, I, mean, I guess looking back uh, now, uh, what what so far has been your most memorable moments, uh, either positive? Memory or negative memory, just memorable in general. What has been the one thing you look back on and and you just can't get out of your head about this business? So my most memorable moment was my first match, and it was the fact that my dad had laced up my boots. It was something very memorable, and I will always be with me for my career and for the rest of my life. That's awesome. That is really cool. Yeah, it was it was a so, very sentimental moment. You know, and I'm gonna ask you I'm gonna ask you this question because I, I put all uh I ask all our independent wrestlers that have been on the show the same question and None of them have ever answered answered the same way, so I'll put it to you. It's a two-part question, first part. Now, let's say that you're on a show and you're doing a wrestling match and there's like a WWE agent in the audience and he sees you and he approaches you and says, hey, we'd like you to come work for the WWE. Two-part question. One, is that something you'd want to do because they control all aspects of your life? They say you do this, you go here, you can't go there, this, that, the other. An independent wrestler, you do what you want, go where you want. If they were to approach you, is that something A you'd want to do? And B, if you do get that million dollar contract, because we know you get the drive, which you're not big time, which is still talking. 
So my answer to the first part of the question, if I ever, by the grace of the good Lord, get that opportunity, I will take it. That, that's a one-time and I would be bust this person, I would bust my butt And I would do what they would tell me to do, because that's what the number one thing is to looking for the boss. So I would do inevitably what the contractor and what the promoter would tell me to in the business because ultimately that's who I answer to. That's awesome. And you still talk to us? You weren't big timers? No, I would definitely talk to you guys. There you go. So we have uh, Kaylee D as our guest here. we got 11 minutes here left with Kaylee. So... Do you know uh, when you're out there when you're out there wrestling? Uh, do you try and uh, uh, get out and wrestle uh, once a week, once every other week, a couple times a month, a couple times a week? Uh, how often are you out there wrestling? Right now, I am booked every weekend until the end of December, end of January. Wow, that's a that's a pretty busy schedule. Yes, it is, and I keep up with it. Trust me. And when uh, can you tell us when your next uh, when your next match is? Yes, my next match is September fourteenth in Crossville, Illinois, at Strickland Insane Professional Wrestling. Bell time is seven o'clock. And uh, are tickets available? And where's the arena at? Yes, the tickets are available. I will also be in an intergender Royal Rumble, and the arena. It's going to be located at the old Crossville Gym. And i got to ask you this. Cause... Oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. Yep. No, if you follow my Facebook, Kaylee Face D, Face D Incorporated, I will have a link in description, and I will have the address and everything that you need to know to get to that show. And I, I got to ask this because it, it's an ego question. I, I, I know our fans are, are, are knew this was coming, but if uh, let me ask you this: if the icon can get to one of your shows, or Granny Hulkster, or uh, Big Swing, if we were to uh, give you a heads up, do you think we can get on your guest list? Maybe even escort you to the ring. Yes, absolutely. There you go, folks. It's 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 there. The the icon is more popular than you think. I'm even more popular than that uh, that wrestling show guy up in Canada who tries to put on a show, but it's not very good. Anyway, we'll, we'll <laughs> I, I, I digress. So, how, uh, how uh, I want to make sure I say this correct so it doesn't so it doesn't get confusing. Uh, we have uh, uh, Kaylee D here. We got eight minutes here left. So, when you got into the the business and your father started training you and you you first signed on to a, a your federation was that was that something that you went out and did on your own or uh, did uh, did you know a certain promoter that uh, saw you wrestle or how did you get involved with your current promotion so I have been training for around four, four and a half, five years, and they've been local. They've been here. They've been watching me 
and I'm well respected and known. And my dad is. My dad's very well respected and known in these parts. So they they know me since I was little. And by all means, I am not saying that I got my spot and I got my place by who my father is or who I know in the business. I got it because I respect everyone in the business and I make sure that everyone knows that they deserve the same respect. So what would you say to someone that, uh, you know, is listening to you right now and listening to this podcast either live or uh, on recording? What would you tell somebody if uh, someone that has the aspiration to get into the business, what advice would you give them? You have to hit it hard. You have to have commitment and bravery. You have to not only have respect for yourself, but more importantly, you have respect for everyone around you, not just who you will be working with, but more importantly, the ring and the promotion. You have to train, train, train all the time. You can't just train once a month and then I'm not going to train for the rest of the month. Let's just go do three shows. You have to hit it hard. You have to maintain certain things, goals, and aspirations. Bump after bump after bump. You can't keep thinking, what's this one's next, this bump's next, what the last three bumps, the last seven bumps you took. You just have to bump, bump, bump. You don't have to worry about everything else, not the people that's in the crowd, not the people who are watching you. It's ultimately you in that ring, just you following your dream and your goal and your aspirations in life and your career. That is awesome. Kaylee, these are our guests here. we got six minutes here before we wrap this up. Uh, and so we have plenty of time for you to do this. Uh, if our fans wanted to check you out and follow you and see what you're up to, uh, and I know you alluded to it already, but we'll let you repeat it. you got a Facebook, you got an Instagram, you got a YouTube, you got a Twitter, you got a Twitch, you got a GoFundMe. What do you got? I right now have a Facebook, and it's uh, Kaylee, K-A-I-L-E-Y, capital D, Face. Be Incorporated, IMC. You can catch me there. I will. I go live swimly. I catch all my fans, enemies, whoever they are. About my shows, where I'll be, what I am doing, so they can catch me very much there. And you can also contact me for dates there also. And for all of our fans who know, that's Be Incorporated. It's not Dink. It's Be no, Incorporated. It's yeah, there you go. And uh, she might even put the sorry. She might even put the card I made up for as one of her backgrounds on her Facebook. She might even do that. Yeah, I might. I might very much do that actually right after this. But the D Inc is a legacy thing that my father started, and they started that thirty years ago. So it's very much a relation. That is just super cool. So we have a we got a few minutes here. We're going to wrap this up. Uh, is there anything else that uh, you want to uh, plug? You got any title shots coming up that you know of? Uh, uh, do you have an aspiration to go for any titles, or is that a couple months down the road yet? It's going to be a couple months down the road. I still have a lot to prove to everyone who is keeping up with me and everyone who isn't. I got a lot to prove in this business, and I will. I'm not going to go around here demanding titles. That's not what I'm here for. Well, I do have good news for you, and i got to give our fans an update. Any wrestler that's been on this show 
that has went for a title, whether it be uh, six minutes after they've been on the show or six years after they've been on the show, they've they've come away with a title. Okay? I haven't updated this for a while, but we are a perfect 857 and 0. All right. So when you go... So no pressure, but when you go for the title, you got to keep our streak alive. But when you do win that belt, you got to come back on the show and let us know that it was us that helped you get there. I will definitely say that you very much well incorporated how I got there. <laughs> I love that. That is awesome. So uh, we got about 60 seconds here left, uh, and I, like I say, I do appreciate you coming on. I do appreciate you accepting the invitation, and hopefully uh, if you could pass my information on to your dad, we can get him on and uh, maybe get you both on for like a father-daughter rap session type deal. He's sitting right here by me, so he's hearing every word you say. <laughs> Well, but yes, uh, that was great. Well, there you go. And uh, uh, if you just uh, have them send me a message, just tell them uh, my contact information, and have them send me a message. I'll uh, I'll get him booked, and uh, we'll have a good time. Yes, definitely. And thank you for having me. I just want to take this time to plug a couple of the major companies that is very much involved in my career, and that's going to be MMWA at South Broadway, located. St. Louis. It's going to be SMCW in Chicago, Illinois. World Powerhouse Wrestling located on the Illinois side of the river. And it's going to be American Championship Wrestling located everywhere. Missouri and Illinois. And Strictly Insane Professional Wrestling located in Indiana and Illinois. That and awesome. which is known as Cottage Hills Wrestling Alliance because they're where I started, where they gave me my first spot and I owe a lot to them. And I'll tell you what, we uh we owe you a lot too for uh coming on the show and being just uh just a blast and you're awesome and I cannot wait to have you on again. And uh if your dad is not totally mad at me for hitting on you earlier, uh we'd love to have him on too. <laughs> All right, no, he's not mad. He's sitting right here, and he said he's happy and excited whenever you'll have him. And, right, and, Granny, sure he, and I, Granny can't wait to talk some smack to you. I can't wait to give it back. <laughs> awesome. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that was uh, Kaylee D. We thank you for joining us. You've been awesome, and we, we will have you on again. Thank you, right, Kaylee. Thank you. No problem. Have a great night, guys. You too. Awesome. All right. Now that, she seemed pretty uh, cool. That was, yeah, that was awesome. So our our next guest uh, would be calling in from an area code uh, 323. Okay. Which so, would be Los yeah, Angeles. Awesome. Yeah, that was an awesome interview. I uh, And to be honest with you guys, that was totally unexpected. <laughs> Yeah, she was really open she about was, a lot of stuff. She was, she was amazing. She was absolutely amazing. And, uh, I mean, she she's just awesome. I, I mean, think about that. She took her first bump when she was two years old. Yep. 
You know, it's kind of like that one guest that we had on that had been uh, had been wrestling. Uh, you know, since she was what was it? She was 14 years old and she's been wrestling. You know, and uh, mm-hmm. you know that that was that was awesome too. You know, I Icon. Mean, um, like I said, I got the Monday night game going, the second Monday night game going. Uh, but I've got so I got to jump over and get that back from commercial. Uh, I've got the three two three. All right, brother. So I'm going to put you through, do your thing, and I'll be around. Ladies and gentlemen, stepping out of the green room and walking down the aisle, she is the world's most beautiful actress in the history of Hollywood. She is going to help us paint the town red tonight. Ladies and gentlemen, she doesn't have any secrets that she's going to keep from us. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you Victoria Redstall. Hey, Victoria, how Hi, are you? Is, I'm very good. Hi, this is Victoria Redstone. You're listening to the Attitude Era Live with the hosts, the Icon, the Big Swing, and Granny Hulkster. That's awesome. Amazing. Well, I'll tell you what. Uh, we got Victoria Redstone here. We got 44 minutes here with Victoria, and uh, we're gonna just uh, we're just gonna go over a wide range of uh, subjects and a wide range of things for uh, with you. Uh, first off. I want to talk about uh, your your Hollywood movie career. How many different movies have you appeared in? How many different movies? Probably about, I would say, 12. Some were low budget, some were big budget. Then I got lead roles in the medium-sized budget. Because I've got an English-spoken voice, I don't really have the American accent. So that sometimes went against me. A couple of other things went against me as well. And um, But I've done some movies that I'm really proud of never having to take my clothes off or do anything like that. And I'm proud of that too. Hey, well, I'm going to, I'm going to ask about that in a little bit because there is one uh, magazine that you appeared on that I, I do want to ask you about. Uh, oh, I've done the three but, secret kind of stuff. Absolutely. But I just haven't ever done anything naked. So, so a lot of those movies I would decline doing because they were naked or suggested nudity. So those kind of things I didn't do. No, I've done some great stuff for, uh, Lingerie uh, catalogs and magazines. So yes, I have. Right now, the the whole nudity thing is is that uh, would you say that's like in uh, out of your comfort zone, or you you don't want to do that because it's it's not it's not a professional thing, or it doesn't really enhance anything. I never wanted to do that because I don't want to give everything of myself. So you always hold something back. I've always been that way in life. Um, you, you keep some things private and just being naked, fully naked is something I've never done and, you know, never would do, but you can have tasteful lingerie like Victoria's Secret style. And I find that very tastefully done and it just leaves something for the imagination. So I just think blatant nudity is just not my cup of tea, not for me. And, uh, I'll, I'll circle back to your movies in a second, but you have, you have appeared in some lingerie catalogs, correct? Yes, Healthy Living Catalog, um, Lingerie Boutique. I've, I've, yes, many, many different ones. Um, but I've gone from doing some sexy lingerie, tasteful lingerie modeling to um, work, working as a, doing a shoot as a nurse, you know, in baggy clothing for Cedar sinai Hospital. So it's across the, the spectrum I've worked um, just for fun. You know, it's, it's just different kind of modeling, different kind of acting. Um, yes, I've played many different roles, from a cheerleader to a mermaid 
to um, a crazy person, to a cop, to a news anchor. So I've played many different roles as well. So you just got to have range. If you have range, you can really work in this industry. But, you know, what's got against me is, you know, being British. And I'm not that great at an American accent. I can try to fake it, but I'm not that great. And being obviously somebody who would never sleep with anyone to get anywhere. And number three, being a Republican. So when you get those three things, they kind of go against you in L.A. And a proud Republican and a proud person who doesn't let any man get close unless there's somebody I find really special. Well, you know, that's really awesome. And I I love your stance on that. I'm just going to ask you one more lingerie question, and we'll, then we'll get off the subject. But, uh, you know, being in those lingerie, do you get to keep what you model? Do they let you do that? Yes. Or is that yes. You do. Oh, it's so funny. I've got so much sexy lingerie, and it's like, I didn't, who's ever seen me in them? <laughs> so, no, it's been the magazines or catalogs, calendars, things like that I've done. But, no, I've actually got – I've been lucky to keep all the clothes I've modeled, copper fit, um, uh, so many different brands I've modeled, so I'm able to keep all of the clothes, whether they're socks or T-shirts or, you know, fitness clothing. And, and I use them all. The only thing I haven't used is the lingerie. And, uh, you know, being on these different, you know, being in the different fitness magazines and, you know, the, the catalogs and whatnot. Now, I, I, I'm just kind of curious because, you know, if it were me, because I have an ego, I would do it, but like all the different covers and magazine stuff, do you have like do you have like a like a like a wall in your house like with all the magazines and stuff you appeared on up on the wall and frames and stuff? Do you do that or is that or you don't do that? No. No, I don't have any pictures of me on any walls anywhere. Not at all. I've got about five awards that are on my walls and I've got everything I'm looking at my wall right now. I've got everything saying Spain and everything about Spain, my favorite country in the world, is all over my walls. But, no, just the awards I've, I've won, and uh, that's about it. But certainly not me. Well, what awards have you won? Tell us about that. Oh, well, I actually, when I wanted to take a break from the acting, modeling, and all that on-camera career that I've had, which has been great and successful, I got offered a job out at sea on various cruise lines. But it started with one cruise line where I was what's called the Port Shopping Ambassador on the Holland-America line. So I've got... Uh, awards for being the first 911 responder. That means the person that is the uh, the person who, if, if somebody has a passes out on a ship, I'm the first person to go down because I always wanted to help people. I was trained actually to be a sheriff, so my my whole world is to look after people and make sure that that I'm there if somebody has a heart attack or faints. Because uh, a lot of people stand back. I'm the one that goes too. So I won that award. I won the best wiring of a ship. So that means where all the revenue departments on the ship, like the, the beauty department, the, the shopping department, the jewelry department, the spa department, everyone is connected somehow. And you kind of cross-promote. So we talk about them. They talk about us. So I ended up getting everybody got along. So that's called wiring of a ship, where nobody's jealous of anybody. We're all working together to promote each other. So I've got the best wiring of a ship. Hold on, I'm going to look at my, my award. Um, oh, yeah, the best uh, rookie of the year, because I was brand new three and a half years ago. I made more money for, for everybody, for the company I worked for, for the Holland America line, for all the stores, than anybody ever has done in the history of being with a company for only six months. You know, so it's... So things like that. I won many awards for things like that, and that was an honor. And it was wonderful living out at sea on and off for three and a half years. 
And now I'm back. So I'm back to go back on camera again. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. We got the Victoria Red Stalls, our guest here. We got 37 minutes with Victoria. Uh, I'm going to ask you, uh, well, well, actually, we're, we're going gonna to go around the room here, uh, and then we're going to come back, and I'm going to ask you, uh, and I won't go into too much detail because, you, you know, you requested not to talk about it, but i, I got to ask you about the one role where I fell in love with you and then your big mega roles. But before we do that, uh, Granny, uh, Hawkster, uh, this is Victoria Redstall. Uh, Red what do you got for our guests? Well, hello, and uh, first of all, I love your accent. I, I think it's absolutely amazing. I, I, I do, too. You know, you, you're just absolutely amazing. Now, I was just kind of like, you know, doing some research on you and everything earlier today, and, yeah, I mean, not only have you been an actress and worked for the sheriff's department, but were you not also an author of some books? I mean, weren't you yes. a, a writer of some books? Can you share yes, that with us? On, absolutely. I've written four books on serial killers, no less. So it's a, it's a lot of uh, uh, time-consuming. That was when I was home before I went out to sea, in between my acting. So I would actually, I wrote those four books in a space of you know, 10 years um, while I was still being an actress and a model and a host and a journalist. So I just like to work. I can work seven days a week. So I, I was... A terrible tragedy happened when I was 11. We had family friends murdered by a mass murderer. And that got me interested in this m mindset of these heinous monsters. How can an innocent child go from being an innocent child to becoming a monster? So I studied that. Anyway, after doing a number of commercials and infomercials for one particular company, uh, production company, they said they were doing a docu they were going to do a series, documentary on uh, a pilot for a, a series on inside the mind of a serial killer. That's when I said, oh my goodness, I must, I must do, do this show with you. So they said, well, we'll consider you for the host of the show. I said, I don't want to be the host. I want to be behind the camera. I want to interview the serial killer. I want to do that all my life. Well, that turned into, uh, it, 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 it twists and turns, uh, because the fake news, which is now we know the fake news, but back in 2007 when I was railroaded by the media all over the world, you know, the model and the serial killer, the actress and the serial killer, um, back then nobody knew that fake news was fake news. So I lost uh, a job because I was in the courtroom every day covering the trial for the serial killer, and I was the one who had the exclusive interviews with him when he left the courtroom in the jail. Well, of course, the L.A. Times woman got a bit jealous of that, or very jealous, because she couldn't even get near him, because I get exclusive rights to these people. And I then was writing a book. I wrote a book on this guy and five other serial killers at the same time, right following that. So it was a book on, I think, five killers altogether. I was always helping homicide detectives when I was called up help them close cases so they would send me into various prisons to see if I could get more information out of these serial killers. So you see, all this went into my book. So it turned in more of a book than a TV series, and that's how it all began. And then I went on to wow. help more cases and help more. Some of it was just one time. Um, the guy that just went to, got the death penalty, I think only two weeks ago, Michael Gargiulo, I'm the only one that ever interviewed him. And yet, I know that there's, a, let's say, a major network that I didn't get paid uh, for. I, I wish they had paid me, but oh well. I was the only one, and they took his answers 
and they cut my voice out, which is fine, but they use it for a major network on CBS, on, on a show. And uh, I know those are the questions I asked them because nobody ever got to interview her. So I've done a lot in that wow. Well, that's amazing. I mean, I tell you, I, I, well, I love a good mystery anyways. And, and when I read that, I mean, I was just blown away by everything that you did there. I mean, that's just truly amazing. I mean, you sound like an amazing lady that's had a big, huge career with very many talents. And I'm just, I, I'm just amazed by, by your, by all your talents. I mean, that's awesome. That's very humbling to say that. I really appreciate that. Thank you. I've, I've enjoyed every moment of it. Well, you're very welcome. Uh, Icon, I'm going to throw it back to you, my friend. All right. Uh, Victoria Red is my guest here. we got 32 minutes uh, left with you. i, I got to ask you a couple questions about uh, your books, uh, in which I, I, uh, um, I'm i proud to say I've ordered all four of them. Uh, they're mm-hmm. on the way, and then eventually they're going to make their way to you to have your autograph for them. But that's, uh, that's a... Uh, uh, that's a that's a different ego question later on. Uh, so I'm kind of curious. Now I'm going to ask you uh, a two part question about this. First off, now you mentioned that you know it was your interview and they cut your voice off. Uh, and you isn't there like uh, so don't you have like rights to that uh, interview because no. you did it? I know, but I didn't. Oh. I I thought they were just sending me in, you know, to do my normal thing. And if I could get an interview with him, that after that, they would be able to use me and I'd get paid for it. I mean, a lot of dodgy stuff goes on because, I, you know, people do steal in Hollywood. They're known for that. And I've been a victim a couple of times. Um, no, because I didn't have the full hour with him. So I, I, had, I, I came out and I told this major, major, major production this is. I, wish, I won't say the name. But anyway, um, so I came out and I said, oh, now I only got 25 minutes to speak to him. And they said, what? Nobody's ever. He, we've spoken to nobody. We've tried to send people in from our network, and they, they, he will not speak to anyone. It's amazing you even got 25 minutes out of him. Well, of course, they went to the jail, and they got the copy of that audio. I didn't know that. I just thought, oh, I did my best, and it didn't work, and I'll get another job somewhere else. Because sometimes you, you work for free because they test you, and then you, know, you, you do the test shoot or the test interview, and then from then you get paid. But I thought that because I only got 25 minutes out of the guy that they weren't going to use it. But they used that 25 minutes. It's very easy to find because if you put that guy in, it's the only documentary that was made on him was on this network, on CBS. Well, you know, that's awesome. And I have another uh, couple of questions about that. Uh, first up, you know, you mentioned that, you know, it's Hollywood people steal from you. Uh, you have to admit that the icon has stolen your heart, right? Uh, yes, I think he told me that. That's very sweet. <laughs> I, I just had to put that out there. Now, meeting these serial killers, doesn't that make you nervous? Uh, I mean, do you have any uh, reservations about meeting these guys because of what they've done? I try to compartmentalize. That's what I've always done when I've met them. And usually, on I suppose 99% of the time, outside of this one guy from who just got the death penalty two weeks ago, who killed uh, Ashton Kutcher's girlfriend, um, ex-girlfriend. I've never been a victim type. That's the thing, because most of them have either you know, killed prostitutes or homeless people or people who are the complete opposite to me. But this guy that I'm, I spoke about a moment ago, he was a lunatic, and he just would kill anybody. 
at all, randomly. It, there was no rhyme or reason. Serial killers usually have a victim type, and they go for just that victim type. They profile what they want to kill, what they feel that God does not want on this earth. And 98% of the time, I have not been in that victim type. So I'm almost cheating, because if they'd met me on the outside, they wouldn't have wanted, they wouldn't have no reason to harm me outside of this guy I'm talking about, Michael Gargulo. But um, there are some lunatics that I would try not to meet, but I, if I was, you know, a production company had told me or a homicide detective had told me to go in, I would do that. But thankfully, I've only met the ones that had a great deep resentment for homeless people or for uh, some of them had a resentment for gay men, which I, I can't understand why they would but they would think gay men were child molesters or they'd have a resentment for prostitutes. So those kind of victim types were never anything that I could have been. So for those people, I had no fear. But I still, you have to compartmentalize because you can't understand how somebody can take an innocent life of anybody, whether they are a prostitute or whether they're a king. You know, if you're not killing someone in self-defense, then there's an evilness to you. And I couldn't sometimes see that when I was trying to get their life story. I'd have to kind of disassociate myself from their crimes, unless, of course, that was my job, to go in to talk about their crimes. And that's what I'd have to get to. So it was difficult, but I never felt threatened or in fear. Well, and then there, there's also, there, there is safety measures, though, that they take for you, right, before you go in there. No, it depends on what prison. I mean, if you're in a jail, you're talking through glass. If you're on California death row, you sit inside a cage with the serial killer for five hours. You have lunch, coffee, whatever. Florida death row, you actually walk around, and you can, you're not supposed to talk to everyone, but when you're in the breakfast line, I had three serial killers around me all at once, chatting, waiting for a burrito for breakfast in Florida in 2009. And these two serial killers didn't get along, two of the three. And I thought, well, let's not have a fight now. But two of their mothers were visiting them. So I was with three serial killers, and I was with one, you know, interviewing one, and then there were the mothers of the two other serial killers. Could not believe it. If there had been a camera there, it would have been a, I mean, it would have been something interesting to watch. But I just carried on like they were normal people, which, of course, you know, they're not. But you have to act like that, otherwise... You know, you couldn't do the job I do. That's awesome. Uh, we have uh, Victoria Redstall here. we got 26 minutes later left. Uh, I don't know if Big Swing is there. If he's there, do you got anything Big Swing for our guest? Um, I mean, you guys have really covered it um, pretty well. I mean, I, I wasn't quite sure. I mean, I'm used to talking to um, – you know, the wrestling guests. So I, I didn't really know if I had a question uh, for her and then you guys did a good job of covering it. But I guess the main one would be, I mean, I know, I know what your, what, what the things you've acted in and the things you've written. Um, but what is your favorite job? I mean, is that your favorite genre? Are you writing it? Cause it's like a passion for you or, or do you like when it comes to acting, for example, uh, like, like, you have a particular favorite genre you like to watch, or, or is it the ones you're acting in that is that is your favorite? Oh, that's a very good question. I kind of like to be me, as opposed to there are so many you know, better actresses. They can be a crazy person in a mental hospital. I would love to do that role, but you know, I trained to be a sheriff, so of course my ideal role would be to play a cop. 
Um, I love playing a news anchor because I've been a news reporter and an anchor. So it's very easy for me to do. Then you're just learning the lines and you're learning the personality of the person as opposed to doing something so far-fetched. Um, I'd love to be able to do something far-fetched. I'd love to be challenged like that. But the genre I like is um, a mystery. Like, I think I would have been perfect in Jodie Foster's role in Silent Havana. But again, that's my life, isn't it? So it's almost I'm cheating because it's not really acting. But you're still acting even though you're acting something like yourself. Like if I was to be given the role of Clarice Starling in Silence of the Lambs, even though it is my own life, I would still be acting because there's still a story throughout the movie. So I'd love to do that. Um, I I don't know. I've I've loved acting, but I haven't acted now in in about four years. My most recent movie is on Netflix, and that's where I did play a news anchor, and that was a lead role, and it's called Escape Artist. So that's on Netflix right now. And, and I just did a TV show about four years ago. So that's the most recent thing. And I played an owner of a company. And uh, coincidentally, there was a serial killer in the company that had just a complete coincidence from my life outside. So there's so many different things. But I change, my life goes in many different times. I do always on camera. But my goal now is to get the wrongly convicted out of prison. The wrongly convicted. And I'm being kicked right now for a show to get a guy in Chicago, he's actually just outside of Chicago, who I've known since 2009, and I believe he is in prison for a crime he did not commit. He's got 128 years, and he served 32, and I know he didn't do that crime. I already got uh, a guy at uh, three days of execution in Oklahoma for being totally innocent of the crime he was committed. Three days of execution. And that was back in 2010. I did not get him before today because the new governor got on and killed him. So my part is to get the wrongly convicted out of prison, specifically of murder, but also of rape. Men who are accused of rape when they never raped anybody. Those are, that was what I want to do. I'm the anti-Me Too movement. I am the anti. I'm the him too. I am the men's rights. I'm sick of all this women's rights. So... That's just my uh, my goal now. That's what I'm doing now. Now that I'm back from sea. Well, you know, you you know, you kind of mentioned that uh, that you know you've been you've been trying to help to get these guys out of the prison. Uh, now, is it that you know you've studied their case or uh, you've talked to them or how, how does that work? Oh, I studied the case. I wouldn't even get on a plane and go out to see anyone if I hadn't studied the case. Jeff Matthews in Oklahoma, I studied the case from front to back, and I found no reason why he would have killed his great uncle. There was no reason. And then when you get out there to meet them, it's everything put into place that he didn't do the crime. And then in Illinois, where I bought it, in 2009, I mean, you can see this on, um, it, it went on the internet because it was pitched to the network, but people didn't want to get involved with getting a guy out of prison that possibly might be uh, guilty. I, I, I studied it so closely. I know the corruption in Cook County in, in Illinois back in the 80s. So I know all about this. I've studied it. So my, my point is, it, it's in my heart to get the wrongly convicted out of prison. And the one I'm focused on now, who I wanted to get out of prison in 2009, he's not a likable guy. I do not like this guy. But I still believe in justice. And he did not, in my opinion, he really did not. It doesn't line up. He didn't do the crime. And he knows I don't like him. I don't like him. Don't. In fact, I think he was railroaded because he's a dislikable kind of guy. But I still want to get him out because I feel that he 
he deserves a life. Maybe he'd be nicer on the outside. God knows. But he's, he's not the nicest. Excuse me for um, kind of tuning in here. I'm just a fan listening to the show, so I, uh, I'm i just here to enjoy it. Uh, don't mind me. I'm not here to cause any distractions. I'm a, simply a fan listening in this week on Attitude Era Live. Oh, I love it. Jump in anytime. That's so, yes, I have two. Well, I have two callers on the line here. I'm not quite sure which number is which. Uh, one of them, obviously, was the fan there. The other number is a different area code. So is is this a, a fan who's listening in or, or somebody who knows her? Or who exactly are you, 859? Hello? Hello. Hi, can you hear me? Yes. Yeah, go ahead, caller. You have a question for our guest? I, I, um, Victoria Redstone? I the, um, what? I, I'm sorry, what was I? Do you have a question for our guest? Yes, I do. When you first started out and you met the icon, did you know that he loves me? Because I'm the toilet flusher. Oh, I, I got him right before he got him right before he got it. Okay, well, so the second one was a prank. The first one was a fan, so let's just continue on as if nothing happened. Okay, continue. All right, uh, Victoria, we're, we're back to me. Now, uh, I want to kind of ask you a, a few questions about uh, uh, some of my favorite movies that you've been in. Uh, we'll touch on one, and then we'll ask you about uh, your bigger roles, but uh, the... Uh, the the movie that I I fell in love with you on, uh, and I won't spend too much time on it. But uh, if you could chat about it a little bit, then I want to ask you about uh, the um, Escape Artist. But uh, the movie I first saw you in, Nothing to Lose. Uh, you know, your credit is being the woman in the bar, and I know that wasn't a very big role. But uh, can you tell us? Uh, how they gave you, how you got that role? God, yeah, well, I auditioned, and I auditioned at Universal Studios, and that was when I got my SAG card, so I was still going to acting school. I hadn't even been out in the business for too long, so I interviewed, and then I interviewed, I got a callback, and then after the callback, you got a producer's session, and that was when I was in a room probably with about eight to ten people, and that's when it was between me and one other person. And I believe I had to fake an American accent for that role. I really I was not allowed to be British. So I had to really pull that off. Um, and and I, I worked with Martin Lawrence. And he's the most wonderful guy. He's a bundle of fun, that guy. Um, you know, Martin Lawrence, the comedian. And Tim Robbins. Tim Robbins is a little bit stoic. I didn't quite get to know him as well. But Martin Lawrence was just fabulous character. So I will never forget what a great guy he was. Or he is. So, um, with that being said, you know, did they, did you have to, uh, like, just try and disguise your accent then? Is that is that what they made you oh, do? Oh, yes. Yes, you have to. How yes. do you do that? They, I'll, I'll talk American now. It's really hard for me to talk American because I usually have to learn lines, and if I learn them, sometimes they slip up, and they'd rather choose an American person than have somebody like me slip up into English, and then it confuses the actual, actual storyline of the script or of the show. See, I can't really keep it up. It's a bit difficult. <laughs> well, for, hey, first off, I want to let you know that that is a heck of a talent 
to be able to disguise your accent, and that is just awesome. Well, that's very sweet, but you know, it's, it's a lot easier. Because I came back from South Carolina. I, I came back from South Carolina five days ago, and I love South Carolina. And that's a lot easier for me to talk from the South than it is for talking like I'm from Los Angeles. So it's a little easier. I came back from South Carolina for the first time in my life. <laughs> so, you know, with that voice that you just did, and I, I probably shouldn't say this, you probably get upset for me saying it, but if they ever do a live act, if they ever do a movie, uh, you know, uh, I don't know if you remember a TV show called Alice back in the day. You would make a great flow. You know that with that voice you just did. Really? Oh, I would love to. I don't know. Nothing upsets me. Only thing upsets me is people swearing in front of me. But that's fine. I would love to. I'm 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 ready to get back into acting, but I'm not going to go on the audition. But I'm established enough where people say if they want me for a role, I'll send in a video, um, or they can just time me. But right now I've branched off into other areas, always on camera, though. So I'm still on camera. It, you know, as a matter of fact, we could probably do this real quick if, if, you, if you would. That, that, that Southern uh, Bell voice you just did, can you yeah. do that voice and say, say this line, kiss my grits? <laughs> kiss, kiss my grits. That, that's perfect. That's perfect. <laughs> that's true. That's perfect. Uh, so now I want to I want to I want to kind of circle back here to some of your uh, other bigger roles, but uh, the movie Escape Artist. Now you played Piper in that movie. I did. Yeah. Uh, let me yeah, ask you Piper this: Man. How long did it take you to make that? How long did it take you to make that movie? How long were you on set for that one? Oh my God! It was only probably it was a lead role, but it was it was at least five to six seven. Maximum of seven days, but those five to seven days was about 12-hour days. You know, it's long hours, and it's a lot of lines I had to learn. Some of it had teleprompter, but a lot of where it looks like I'm reading the teleprompter, because I was a news anchor, um, actually, I memorized those lines. And, uh, but I enjoyed that. Do you have uh, any other uh, upcoming movie projects that you can talk about, or do you have to kind of keep those under wraps for now? Well, no, I would tell you if I did. Right at this very moment, I don't have any movies lined up because I just got back from sea three and a half weeks ago. I mean, living out in the ocean on various different cruise ships and working seven days a week, 12, 14-hour days. So I've just come back home to Los Angeles County where I live, and it's kind of like, although I work at weekends doing spokes modeling for alcohol, um, I actually am just telling people I'm here. So as I said, if, if people come to me and say, we've got this great role for you or something, I'm ready to jump on board. But, you know, right now I help a retired sheriff captain from Internal Affairs Bureau as a private investigator. So I work under his license. And I'm also being picked for the show on DNA, where we're going to go to Illinois and get this guy's DNA tested to prove that he is not guilty of those crimes. So I do juggle. Right now, I'm juggling three jobs. But once in a couple of months, if you want me to do the show again, I'll bet you I'll be juggling five jobs. And maybe there will be a movie lined up. But right now, I've not put myself out there to audition. So really, um, if people come to me, I'm ready but right now I'm being pitched for a more, you know, a true, a true crime show to get these innocent people who are locked up out of prison and tell the whole story about the corruptness. That's what I'm here for. Now, with that, with that is, is this going to be a, a series 
uh, that you're going to host, or is it just like a one-off? Well, they're looking at it being a docu-series. A docu-series, like kind of like that that show that was on Netflix. What was it called? I, I Married a Murderer or something. I forget the name. But um, it would be like that because if the state still does not test his DNA, we've got it. Well, the company that I've, that I've been hired by have got everything in place with the DNA ready to go to test his DNA to prove that he's wrongly convicted. And then we're going to have to force the hand of the state of Illinois to then go ahead and get his DNA tested, you see. So, so that, that's, what we're, that's where we're at right now. So... With all that, would you consider yourself that uh, you might become a, that you could probably work for like a CSI with all your experience doing this? Yeah, I mean, if it's real CSI, I'd love to. I I want to go after men who've been convicted of rape. I want to get those men out and I want to get these women in. I want to put them away. Men get overlooked. If they've been accused of rape, they get overlooked and it, all the time. And as for date rape, that's another story. You know, and they women get drunk and behave like they behave in L.A. are just horrific women. Um, and then they go and because the man didn't call them, I got raped, they say. It's so untrue. And these women need to go down for it. They need to use the pun there. I did not mean to say that. They need to go into jail for it. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, no. So basically, uh, basically these uh, these women that are accusing these guys, and these guys are innocent, and you know this. Uh, is there any drawback that can go back to them for like filing false claims and ruining lives like they are? Yes, there is. There is a way to do that, and they, it can be done. But it's so sad when people have public defenders, or even if they have regular lawyers, they take advantage of them. I'll give you a perfect example. I don't know if you know, there was a show called um, So You Think You Can D- Dance? So You Think You Can Dance. There was a guy on there called Alex De Silva. He's a friend of mine. His whole family turned into a friend of mine. I've known him since 2010. He never raped anybody. But somehow, and I saw the text messages from these women trying to get him to call them after they had sex with him, and he, he just wasn't interested. He was a bit of a player. Good for him. If women are going to be that loose, why can't men be players? I don't understand this whole thing. Men and women are made differently. Women need to close their legs more than they do. So anyway, this poor guy gets accused of rape. He served two and a half years in county jail right here in L.A. I would see him when I went to uh, interview the Grim Sleeper. So... That's, they were in the same makeup because they're both famous, and they go in one area of the, of the jail. And then he went to one prison here in California called Soledad, and the Grim Sleeper went to death row. So it, the, finally, he then went out to Arizona for the prison. Finally, he gets out. Um, and I don't know how, but he's still got this on his record that he committed rape. And I know for a fact he didn't. And these women are not held accountable. And I feel that not only should these men be freed, they should get paid for being in prison for as long as they were, they, but the women should also be locked up and be held accountable for doing this to men. And that would certainly shut these women up with this stupid Me Too movement. We've all been sexually harassed. You just slap a man. You walk away. There's many things you can do. You don't ruin a man's life, and you don't lie about being raped. You know, you know, Victoria, i got to let you – I, I got to say this. You know uh, – in the in this interview, we we got Victoria Redstall here. We got about nine minutes left here. You know, I got to say, with what you're saying and the stances you're taking, uh, and I probably shouldn't say this, but I 
I'm in love with you even more than I was when I first saw you. Nothing to lose. Oh, you are dear. <laughs> and well, the reason I why I say that. I hope it doesn't upset anybody, reason, anybody if I tell you I'm a huge Trump supporter. That means I lose 50% of my audience right there. But I'm a huge Republican. I'm a proud Trump supporter. I voted for him in 2016, and I'm going to vote again in 2020. So that's enough to turn any man off sometimes. So That's my I'm kind of woman right there, Icon. There we go. Oh, good. I didn't know that. <laughs> well, I am. I'm extremely well, proud. Well, you know, uh, I'll admit, don't 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 dislike me. I'll admit I'm a Democrat and I'm proud of it. And uh, you know, I I don't uh, I don't begrudge you for who you support. I don't begrudge anybody for their support. But the thing is, because you're a friend of the icon, that trumps any other car that you got. Pun intended. Great. That's adorable. That's I love the puns. <laughs> That's great. No, I know we can all get along. But I hey, uh, icon, icon, I, I have a joke for you, and I think uh, I think uh, she may enjoy it as well. Can I tell okay. you a joke, Icon? Okay. Yeah, sure. Why doesn't Why doesn't Donald Trump wear glasses? I don't know why. Because he's twenty twenty. Oh. <laughs> Sorry. No, it's all right. Yeah, because he's twenty twenty. <laughs> anyway, continue. Yeah. All right. We're gonna win. We should have another show like this with political talk. That would be fun. Hashtag build the wall. <laughs> Well, I'll tell you yeah, what, absolutely. Uh, uh, well, let me ask you this, Victoria, because we, you know, we have uh, eight minutes here left with you, uh, so we can get this in, and then we'll, uh, then we'll kind of ask you a few other questions. Uh, if our fans wanted to check you out and uh, see what you're all about, you got a Facebook, you got an Instagram, you got a Twitter, you got a YouTube, you got a Twitch, a GoFundMe. What do you got? Wow, I've got a website, victoriaredstill.com, and people can always reach out to me there. And I do always try to respond, and I've got time to respond, as not many people know I'm back in town. But, yeah, I, I would love people to reach out to me there. I've got a Facebook fan page, and I've got a Facebook friend page, which I keep just to friends. But I do have a Facebook fan page, and I Instagram, and sometimes I use Instagram, sometimes Twitter. But more it's on the Facebook fan page. I usually post more there. But I'd love it if people would like to follow me. You're very welcome or ask me questions however they want. And uh for those that uh you don't know, uh she is friends uh she is friends with the icon on that page. So uh you know, the icon is is high on Victoria's list. And that is my ego talking, but I just had to throw that out there. Yes, absolutely. It's true. Now, uh, now you and you said that uh, you would send us some autographs for our giveaway show, right? Yes, absolutely. I wanted to get the names correct. I've got them all ready to go to post in the post office tomorrow morning. Awesome. Now, you know, you mentioned that uh, you know you you were living at, at sea for a while. As a matter of fact, when I first talked to you and uh, set you up with the show, you were you were out at sea. What is that like having to live out at sea? I mean, that it's not like you know you can go to like you know, like in McDonald's when you live out at sea, like, do you, do you, like, bring your, like, food for three weeks out there? How does that work? How, how do you do that? What do you got to do when you live out at sea? Well, you just got to, I, I love the fact that I, I'm adaptable. I mean, I went to boarding school, so, you you know, you're used to living with five people in a room and things like that, you know, other girls that are at boarding school. But I, I just love people so much. So I love people from all walks of life. So I fit in with all the guests. And my job is actually to live amongst the guests, be amongst the guests, socialize amongst the guests, 
But you, you eat the food from the ship. And my God, the ship made a loss on me because I eat so much food. And yeah, McDonald's is hard to find in the middle of Alaska or the Caribbean. It's those kind of things you just don't, you don't have. So when you come back, like tonight I had raw cookie dough. I couldn't wait to have raw cookie dough, which was raw eggs. And I love that. But you can't get that when you're out there at sea for five months. So you have to be adaptable. You have to adjust to that way of life. Um, you know, I have my little routine. I, I'm always in my cabin at night when people go out to the crew bar, the officer's bar. Victoria doesn't want that kind of reputation. So Victoria's in a cabin with my little bottle of wine and Fox News. So that's what relaxes me. And then I'm up at 5.30 or 6 in the morning with the birds, except there aren't many birds out in the middle of the ocean. But, you know, I'm up and I'm ready and I'm at them, you know, and I'm with the guests all day long. I write till I go to bed, and that's my little routine. So I have my routine at sea and I have my routine at home. Um, but you do crave those kind of foods. And the shampoo that you have at home, you've got the ship shampoo and things change. But it's a wonderful life at sea and it's a wonderful life at home. You know, I'll tell you what, maybe you can mark that. Ladies and gentlemen, you can have yourself a bottle of Victoria Redstall Ship Shampoo. That's <laughs> <laughs> so funny. Yeah, uh, we got Victoria Redstall here. Uh, we got four minutes left here. Uh, you know, I'm kind of curious now. You know, you mentioned that, you know, you're with the guests and everything. Is it, have you ever had a situation, uh, does it ever happen or it happens all the time when someone comes up and says, hey, I saw you in this movie or. Uh, I saw you on Muscle Fitness. Does that ever happen? It happened to me because I did do the weather on the morning news right here in L.A. on Channel 5, and it's happened to me a couple of times with that. So that's rather flattering. Um, so, so I was surprised it was that. Um, let me think. I, I'm trying to think. They've, a lot of people know me from certain things, but I haven't had anything with movies because I haven't done a movie in probably three or four years now. Three years, actually, it was, I did my last movie was Escape Artist and the, and the TV show on Investigation Discovery. So it's been a while. So it hasn't been that, no. <laughs> and uh, uh, we got uh, we got about three minutes here left with uh, Victoria here. Uh, you know, it, it's really awesome, you know, the stance that you take and uh, how you're trying to help uh, the wrongfully accused and all this. I mean, this has just been an awesome interview. We've covered all aspects. But the sad thing is we have more questions. We have, uh, we have, uh, I've been, uh, people have been texting me and asking questions. Unfortunately, we're not going to have time to get through them all. But my question to you is, if we haven't scared you away too much, would you be willing to come back on again and do part two at some point? Maybe like after I the New Year. I absolutely would. I would love it. I would love it. You can have me on every month. I will find the time, and I will make the time, and I would be honest. I would be flattered, and I would love to do it. Well, let me ask you this. You mentioned you wanted to be on every month. I'll tell you what. Uh, you know, uh, uh, I, I, I'm kind of bragging here a little bit. I am kind of bragging here a little bit. We are booked up with guests from now until next June. But what I'll do is I will kind of scooch things around a little bit Maybe, uh, you know, after the first year uh, in January, we get you back on. Maybe we have you on uh, for a New Year's show, then for a Valentine's Day show, a St. Patrick's Day show. What do you think? We could have you be our holiday correspondent. Love it. You've got a deal. That's awesome. I can't. we got 60 seconds, bro. All right. Well, Victoria, thank you for joining us. 
I will uh, call you after the uh, uh, after the show here because you don't have a restraining order on me yet. And uh, I do appreciate it. It's been really awesome having you on. Thank you for having me. Bye, guys. Bye, everyone. Bye-bye. All right, we, we will see yeah. you next week, ladies and gentlemen. Great interview there. Gotta love her. Such a great personality. So multi-talented. And, um, yeah, so the best wrestling show on the Internet, depending on what day of the week you're listening anyway. Oh, wait a minute. What am I saying? It's the best every day of the week, especially on Monday. And we have a former will... Miss USA, a former Miss USA next week, also an actress from the movie Roadhouse. So tune in. We'll be here. Roadhouse. We'll see you. Dead man walking. You've done it now. Yeah!